Hello, everyone. Welcome to Too Legit to QT with me, Koya. Today, I am so excited because I am with the co-director and executive producer of the film Lupe, sorry, Lupe, um, with Andre Phillips and Carrie Michelle O'Brien. Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for so for those of you watching, we're not going to ignore this. There is a luxury apartment building being built across the street from me. They are putting in a pool. And so you might hear a little bit of drilling, but I will mute myself when Carrie and Andre are speaking. So thank you for bearing with us. You know, we believe in truth, honesty, and transparency here on Too Legit to QT. <laughs> and we have that out the way. So first and foremost, you both created a beautiful, Beautiful, beautiful film. Um, before you um, got on earlier, Carrie, I was speaking with Andre and I was like, you know, some f independent films, they're really nice and you give people like their applause for executing it. But then you have these wonderful, beautiful, creative piece of art, pieces of art that come out and it's just like, an extraordinary film and I really did enjoy Lupe. There were just so many beautiful touching moments in the film that we'll get into later. Um, but first off, congratulations for just creating this like wonderful film and raising awareness about um, transgender identity um, and just telling a story. Now I wanted to talk about this and we're gonna show the trailer. Um, I love that Raphael was a boxer. I was like, you know what? This is so bomb because typically when you see members of the transgender community, it's like they're victims of violence and that definitely happens. And my heart goes out to all of that, all of them. But I love how empowered like Raphael was. Raphael was like, I am going to like, I know how to defend myself. And I just thought that that was really beautiful. Um, Carrie, can you tell us a little bit about what attracted you and Andre, you as well, what attracted you to the script and just to this project? Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk to it first. Because I, I, I came in late. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I think you're breaking up, Carrie. Let's see. Um, how about now there we go there you go there you go yeah, yeah. yeah sorry i'm just moving just moving around inside the house yeah so i came to the production late and uh, effectively uh came in during post-production shiran showed me a cut to view uh and she asked me for for notes and i didn't get back to her straight away, straight away. And she sort of said to me, she goes, Kerry, what's going on? And I said, well, you can have your notes when I stopped crying because she'd done such, well, they'd all done such a good job and she'd done such a good job uh, portraying this level of duality that yeah. um, not just transgender people experience, mm -hmm. but anybody experiences in their life. Yes. In that, how do you show your, how do you show your sort of, uh, sort of offensive get up and go side? And then how do you, sort of show your more sort of human and soft side. And yes, it's slightly more exaggerated in our community as to how things are, but it really spoke to me in such a way of like the internal battle and understanding each day I have in getting up and presenting and becoming to the world. 
you know how do, how do i present myself each day and especially when it comes to work you know how do i present myself at work and everything else it's it's a story that everyone has to deal with but it's beautifully illustrated in the duality of rafael as a boxer and then uh, lupe as this beautiful soft being yes 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 absolutely i i just i i loved those moments i think um i forget the character her her, her let's see I remember the moment when um, Raphael's um, sister's friend said, like, you know, you have to learn how to be like soft if you're, you know, and open and you have to like open yourself up to connecting with others when they were like doing the Christmas tree. I thought that that was like a really beautiful moment. Um, I've I've had those moments, you know, even with my siblings where we're like, you just can't be so hard. You know, I know that life, we all experience trauma and sometimes life makes you want to like go inside. But if you want to connect with others and you want to have this like beautiful, warm life. You have to like be open to people connecting with you. What about you, Andre? What attracted you to the film? Um, you know, I mean, Chuck and so I should say my, my co-director and co co-producer and everything, Chuck, he's not, he couldn't be with us today. He's got to fly off to a flight because he's so cool. Um, but he, uh, he and I started, we, we're, we were looking at different projects to work on. And um, as a part of that, we started speaking with Celia Harrison, who plays Elena in the film, um, Lupe's best friend there. And as we got to talking to her and learning a little bit more about her life and her story and, and sort of where she was at and in her journey. And um, we started some really interesting topics started coming. There's things that obviously we knew nothing about and, and you know, were woefully uninformed, but she was incredibly generous and honest and willing to share. Um, and as we started talking to her about characters and ideas, you know, we asked what might be something that you'd want to see on screen. And she said she wants to see a trans character who's a badass, someone who's not, as you said, not a victim, someone who can, um, someone who has agency. And um, so working with her and developing those ideas out, um, you know, eventually we we asked her to just be in the film to help facilitate those conversations and those moments and that sort of understanding. Um, and incredibly graciously she accepted and, and you know, provided all those wonderful moments. Um, so I think what really solidified us wanting to make this film in particular was learning more, learning more and realizing how intense and powerful and yet universal so many of the, ultimately the desires were. Um, and I think that that's what really drove us, continue driving us in making the film. Mm -hmm. How are you able to like create a safe space on set? Um, so Raphael, that's the uh, the actor's actual name, yeah. <laughs> Raphael. Um, he, he just had some really beautiful moments. Um, moments where I was like, I saw that he actually has his MFA in acting. So I was yeah. like, okay, he's incredibly trained. Um, and how are you able to like create that safe space, safe space on set um, when handling like very sensitive subject matter? Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was, it was sort of, you know, Chuck and I, and you know, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody would have their own view on on the set of what what's actually looked like, but you know, Chuck and I were well aware that we knew much, we knew. We, we didn't know a lot more than we did know, and we knew we needed everybody to come in and, and bring what their, whether that was creative skills, technical skills, uh, personal, you know, their own stories into the film in, in the case of the talent. 
Um, we knew we needed that. So we knew we, you know, there wasn't going to be any, any swings at, and this isn't really who we are, but at our, our tour ship and being in control of everything, this hyper intense degree, we knew we needed to be collaborative across the board. Um, so I think that would, starting from that point, I think was extremely helpful. The fact that Chuck and I were partners and, and being creative partners in that way that I think sort of set the table for that on the outset. Um, and I think we just tried to be as responsive to what people needed as, as we can, as we could. Um, you know, we have a couple of sex scenes and in the lead up to that, we discussed them as much as we possibly could with the talent. We did, you know, sort of, we did everything we could to sort of make sure that we were hearing folks requests, responding to them, making sure that people knew what they were walking into. Um, you know, I, I think those were the things that we did as, as much as we humanly, as much as we humanly could. Um, you know, I, there's no, there was, because we were at, in some ways, the, not the mercy of, but because our, you know, our Spanish speaking cast was helping us correct Spanish dialogue because Celia was helping us inform the story because Rafael was helping us inform the story from, from their own perspective. Um, you know, I think that safe space was kind of built by everybody together in that way. And it became very fluid and very open that way. I saw that you guys, um, you filmed in New York and then you also filmed in the Dominican Republic. What was that experience like? Carrie, were you there um, on set of filming in the Dominican Republic? Alas, no, I wish I could have been. Oh. As, as, as I said, I was, I, I was brought in late on by the editor, Sharan, um, and then and then I made my impact in sort of uh, sort of input into the post process and then mm. running with the film at festivals. That's, okay. that's where I was involved. Okay. Yeah. Were you were you were you there in the Dominican? Well, clearly you were there in the Republic, Andre. What um what was that like? Like filming in New York and in in the Dominican Republic because this is an independent film. Um, typically, more locations, especially international locations, need more money, mm -hmm. um, yeah. and people kind of shy away from that. But it seemed like you really. I mean, those those shots um, in the Dominican Republic, which was supposed to resemble Cuba, those were absolutely beautiful, even in the dream sequence. Mm -hmm. I, I really love that. And I see why you all chose chose to show that. I think it was definitely worth the budget, but maybe you can speak to, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that experience and like shooting, a, shooting an independent in the DR and also in New York and how you were able to like come together as a community and film the project. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, first and foremost, nothing, you know, we had, um, again, it was just this hyper collaborative sort of nature. I mean, um, Yvonne Mendez, who is our producer and, and sort of fixer down in um, the Dominican Republic, you would think he was like the mayor of, of, of you know, um, sorry, of Santo Domingo, because he, walked down, he seems to know everybody, not just know everybody, have friendships with everybody, but his He's a photographer, and his knowledge and, and and willingness to go to parts of the island that, you know, you know, for lack of a better term, white, you know, tourists from the United States will never go, or places that he knows because he's a photographer and he, he loves people, he loves getting these incredible portraits. He would take us into tiny towns and be like, "All right, go talk to folks, figure out what you need," and then he's going off taking pictures, and Chuck and I are walking, trying to, you know, with terrible, terrible Spanish, trying to explain why we're there. Um, but it was every, you know, it was, it was this combination of of that kind of hyper familiarity being kind of brought in and sort of walked in the door with Yvonne um, to our, our wonderful casting agent down there, um, Claudio Acevedo, Claudia Acevedo, who made, um, you know, pulled some incredible casting. 
um, for us. It was, you know, it was just this, we just kept getting, you know, this, this exchange of people lending themselves probably above and beyond to help us out. And, um, and it was all, all of that was through relationships that either they were relationships that we had or that others had that they were willing to sort of engage with us on, um, you know, Tom Fitzgerald, Tiaki Fitzgerald, our, our cinematographer, you know, being willing to go down there with no storyboards or anything like that and be like, here, we're in a sugar cane, sugar cane field. Nobody's yelling at us yet. Let's grab this shot, you know, um, to the folks, uh, to Melina and the rest of her household who let us film in their home, um, you know, just letting us just be super weird and strange down there and running around filming. Um, it was amazing. I mean, filming in New York is for indie cinema. If, if you're, if you want, if you're crafty and you want, and you're quick on your feet, um, you can do a lot in New York. We shot those scenes in the train. Nobody even blinked at us. It was amazing, right? That's hard to get anywhere in the world. And, and Dominican Republic ended up being very similar too. you know, people, as long, you know, we, we were, you know, as respectful as we could humanly be. And it was, people were incredibly welcoming and, and helpful. So both. That, that yeah. was actually one of my quite, one of my questions. Um, later on in the episode, I was going to ask you, um, filming in New York versus LA, because a lot of filmmakers, they say that when you're filming an independent film, it's easier in New York versus LA where you have to have like all of these permits and whatnot. And um, we're like, I saw the subway scenes and even though sometimes you do technically need it, but if you like, people do it all the time. Like nobody cares. It's just like, you're just shooting. And some of those like stops, I was like, oh, I know where they're at. I know where they're at, that underpass, that's like, in that Bushwick area. Like, yeah. okay, I get, like, I get where they're at. Um, so I, that's really interesting to hear you say that, um, that filming in New York actually like was a positive choice for you all. Um, Carrie, I don't know if you remember, but we actually met on a clubhouse room that I that I hosted with um, with Annie and we were talking about film festivals. That's actually the first time we like e-met. I don't know if you remember oh, right. that. Oh, awesome, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and so my, my next question is, you know, Lupe, you submitted it to film festivals, right? And won a lot of awards. Um, what has the response been as far as seeing this empowered um, individual and seeing like their journey? What has been the feedback from the transgender community? Oh, well, I, I, can, I can talk to the feedback from multiple communities, if you like. Um, That's all, all the communities. Yeah, so um, uh, it has been, it's been, it's been really joyous to take it to festivals. Um, mm. The Q&As and the panels have been fabulous, but it's been more a case of the people coming up and talking to you afterwards. Uh, the first festival I did with the film and the boys was uh, CineQuest, and we'd uh, done a screening um, in San Jose, and they were going off. They saying, yeah, we're going to go off for dinner, and we were standing at a set of traffic lights, and someone who'd seen the film, this, this, um, this woman from who'd seen the film came up and said, can I talk to you, please? And they went off to the, wherever they were going for dinner and she held me back and she said, you know, she goes, I didn't know if I wanted to come and see this movie because my daughter is questioning their sexuality. Mm. And she had this beautiful conversation with me about how it opened up her eyes and opened up the discussion that she could have with her daughter yeah. about what her daughter was feeling. She just said, she just said you know. And then uh, I was at River Run in um, North Carolina and we were at, um, we were at a sort of a, a filmmakers event and one of the serving staff came up to me and said, again, just look, can we 
talk to one side about your movie. I said, okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. She was like, she goes, can I just say that this is the first movie in which you're not not only portraying um, transgender and LGBT community people as victims, but also she said, you're actually showing sex workers as being empowered and making a choice. And she was a, she then told me she was a sex, a sex worker of color herself. And she was just like, she said, I'm telling everybody I know to watch this, to really give an insight because you touch on so many different points, so many different levels, you know? And it's just beautiful in the fact that the, the multi-tieredness of the film and the way it's reached people and the feedback that we have got at festivals and so forth has been beautiful. It's been really, really encouraging. I love that. Um, you can hear the drill. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, there was the mo there was also a moment in the film where Raphael's sister's friend she she said, "Well, we're some people have sex and they don't get paid. At least we're getting paid." And I was like, she she was finding the power even within within her being powerless, she was still finding her power. Um, yeah. And I, I, I loved that. I absolutely love that. Um, and you're right, there, there are so many things that the film Lupe touched on, even with, with um, family and wanting to have certain experiences and a better life. And I mean, being an immigrant, also as well. So, it, and, it, and you could definitely feel it. It was definitely a universal story. So um, I, I love that. And I love that it had a positive film festival response. And so fingers crossed for your Emmy. We're going to say that yeah. everybody fingers crossed for yeah. the Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. And so um, you, you shot in 2019, right, Andre? Uh, earlier than that, we shot, um, I will put my foot in my mouth if I start. It was it was it was too long ago to to, to okay. say. Okay. We had to we did three phases of filming, um, because it was you know the the film was was you know vastly majority self funded by Chuck and I. So we would mm. film, um, try and recover our finances and personal lives, film again, you know, and then so we did two two rounds of filming in New York. And then we did a third to do the, the fight scene there in um, actually in Bushwick, the, the larger fight scene. I knew. See, I knew that was Bushwick. I knew. Yeah, it was, yeah at that street, um, Vandervoort Avenue. I'll never forget yeah. it because I used to park there all the time when I would go and, and visit friends who were living over there. And, you know, we were thinking about staging this fight scene and we were looking at locations. And, you know, it, it looks it's got that cool industrial Bushwick look, the graffiti and everything like that. But it was mostly abandoned. Um, every night, or not abandoned, but at night it was really, really quiet. So we ended up being able to get that as um, speaking about New York being incredible for filming. You know, it cost us three hundred dollars to clear that space, to clear the parking, to have a cop stand watch as we did in overnight. That's pretty. That's pretty incredible for indie films, right? I mean, regardless of what you're filming, to have access like that in a city that looks as incredible as New York does, with access to like the kind of talent that you have there, um, it's it's pretty empowering. Um, I forget what the original question was. I'm sorry, but it, it ended up there. Um, hey, I'm so on your journey that I like <laughs> forgot the question too. <laughs> um, um, we were talking about. Um, let's see. You. Um, I don't even know, but clearly it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, this drill is just like a hot natural mess. Yeah. Um, we're talking, but but I definitely know that I am 
wishing for an Emmy for you all. And I just know that um, I just know that it can really impact a lot of lives. And it's beautifully shot. Um, beautifully shot. I can even see like even a pilot kind of coming out of it because there are so many stories that um, it, it, those stories within the story, um, first with um, Lupe's friend, and then if she, I mean they didn't R Raphael didn't even find his sister. Like I don't even understand. Like is she is she gone? Is like there's I mean, we have you know there are I would say I without saying what my view of what happened to um. The, 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 I wouldn't say she's gone, but she might still be out of reach if that's for lack See of what I'm saying? Usually when films have unfinished business, that means that there is a sequel or a pilot. <laughs> right, Carrie? Yeah, that there is. But also, um, you know, I, I loved it for the fact that we're you know, in the in the level of sort of human life and human respect that we have, you know, we're always, always searching for something that's just unobtainable, mm. you know, mm. and that's true. Like we're always just on the cusp of discovering what we want or wish we could have, you know? Okay. Okay. So there's symbolism behind that. Okay. Of course, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So what was your most memorable moment, would you say, Andre on set? And then for Carrie, your most memorable moment of being involved with this production? I don't even, I, my most memorable moment, I can't, or I can't say I can't remember my most memorable moment, but um, geez, I need a moment. I mean, there was a moment when we wrapped, I mean, this isn't, that when we wrapped production, well, there's two moments. When we wrapped production in the Dominican Republic, um, we were having dinner and we were out, we were out by the water and we had the whole crew, cast and crew and everything. And I had lost my voice um, at that point because we were so stressed out. It was so, it was, lost my voice and it was all done. And it was like, you know, I, I looked at Chuck and said, I'm just going to go. In, I, I croaked at him. I was like, I'm just going to go in the water. And he's like, I'll go with you. And Chuck and I just walked into the ocean and just like submerged us up. And then seconds later, every the cast and the crew all came running in and joined us. And it was really cool because a lot of these folks are people who had, you know, seen the film from the beginning to this point. And I don't think any of us thought we'd wrap production successfully, let alone in another country. So it was just a beautiful moment. And the other moment was we were in the Bronx. We were filming the scene with Raphael and Christine as they have a sort of not a goodbye moment, but after they walked down the stairs and she's talking to Raphael and uh, this little kid was going home with the groceries and he just, he just, again, because it's in New York, he just walked up on set like he knew all of us. And we had a monitor on the ground and just stepped over and was looking down at it. And I was standing like this and he crossed his arms and he was looking at it and he stayed there for a little while and he wasn't causing any, you know, so we're like, fine, we don't, we can't, I'm not, so, and eventually we just had to ask him if he wanted to call takes. So we started having him call role and action and stuff like that. And it was so sweet. And he was so like nonchalant about it. And I just remember how it just felt like the film was such a, you know, it was such a, ground level part of every everybody's life in new york was such an element of the film and then the you know this this little kid comes in and just you know he's you know obviously from nearby and he just joined in with us it was just really kind of cool so. i love that that's so beautiful <laughs> see and that's like the community that creativity and filmmaking creates you know it's just such 
a beautiful collaboration of art and you meet all of these great, fantastic people um, in all walks of life and you just connect. And it doesn't matter like where you're from or who you are or what you do, you're like bonded together by this project. And then the project's over. And then like, and, and if it's done well with a great team, then you don't want to leave. <laughs> Right, exactly. You're, you're thrilled about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. What about you, Carrie? Because I, I saw on your LinkedIn that you have over 25 years of production experience. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Carrie. Okay, Carrie. So no, I, okay, I, yeah. I see it's, that it's you like, are highly experienced. It's, it's, it's actually over 35 years now. Oh, okay, well, that's okay. We're going to keep it to, we'll say, like, you know, you have a I lot of. I started when like, I was two. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hey, carry, carry on. Yes. <laughs> what has been your um, What has been your experience? What was your most memorable moment on, in making this film? I know that you're the, one of the executive producers, but still being attached to something that you believe in, you wouldn't be the executive producer if you didn't. Um, do you have one of those moments that you can share with us? Yeah, I have a few. The, 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 obviously, the most important one was when Sharan asked me to be involved. That that mm -hmm. was just that was really shocking to me. I'd I'd only just I'd only really just openly transitioned. Okay. Um, at Disney, I was a consultant at Disney, and I'd um, completely destroyed my career. Uh, and she came. What? To me no. Well, no. Boo and, Disney. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. Not we'll Boo Disney. There, 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 there's other stories there, but um, <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a politically brilliant choice on my decision from my part. Um, but the other thing is, um, there was that. Uh, there was actually the point when the guys asked me to actually rep the film at festivals for them, okay. to be trusted with their this fabulous movie and to be sort of say okay off you go just go and do that walk and talk and charming thing that you do and mm -hmm. and and just and and share it just sharing the movie with people mm -hmm. that has been one of the most important things mm -hmm. is going out into festivals and sharing it with other filmmakers and talking to other filmmakers and talking to the general public i love that in yeah. just getting a, an honest and true feedback it sort of it was the highlight of my, it was the highlight of my 2018 and 2019, you know, uh, sorry, 2019, 2020. It's a shame that COVID hit because we were on such a roll. We were hitting so many festivals. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, so can you tell me a little bit about that? Like how the pandemic affected, um, clearly it didn't affect production, but how it affected distribution and the festival circuit? Because that was actually another one of my questions. Uh, I, I can talk to the fact that we, I, through through the through the activities of the movie, um, we um, I, I'd been back, asked back to festivals even as a judge, mm. um, you know, and being being able to be an ambassador in person for a for a film that you're passionate about is so much easier than being an ambassador for a film when you're doing it over Zoom, you know. Mm. Yeah, you can tell I'm passionate about it and I'm getting choked up about things. But believe me, when you're actually doing it in person, it is just so much more, it's just so much more, in, it, it, not just, I'm trying to find a better word than impactful, so much more engaging. And although we've been at festivals and we've done virtual panels and things, there still isn't that level of connecting with the audience that you can get at a festival. And also one of the other things about 
being on the festival circuit is you, you're, not, you're never quite sure who you're talking to. And the fact that you can actually be talking to someone who will go, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend this film for, dis for distribution on this channel. You know, and then the last two festivals I went to, um, the programmers were coming up and saying, we wanted Lupe here because we've heard that it's such a good film, but also to have someone come along who's in the community and knows so much about the community and lives it to talk with a genuinity about the film. They just said it's just huge. They don't normally get that at festivals is someone that actually lives what's being reflected on screen. You know, it does happen with indie, with indie movies more, but they were just saying it's just such a brilliant thing that Chuck and Andre were happy to send me out. They said it was just a real bonus. Uh, and of course, you were, yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, you guys are coming to the end of our podcast, like tears here. Because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like, I don't know, I always like I said before to you all, like, I don't know, I'm really excited to see what this film does. I know that it's going to impact so many people. And I don't know, every time I have like these conversations, I feel like we connect so much and I can't wait till we can do this in person. Um, but I'm always just like, don't go. I feel like you're part of like, each other's community. Little family, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I'm starting to feel that way to the point I'm like, oh, 30 minutes is not long enough. Even if it's an hour or an hour and a half, sometimes we have episodes that are longer. I'm just like, I, I do feel connected. I feel like on one hand, social media and this virtual reality has connected us, has been able to allow people like you're in Boston. Where are you, Carrie? I'm in New Mexico, I'm in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. So can connect us through New Mexico, Boston, and Brooklyn. But I do agree with you, Carrie, that I can't wait till until we can connect in person again because there's nothing like the energy in a room where people's actual physical bodies are, you know, vibrating and you're vibrating and you're feeling everybody's energy and you're coming together. Um, speaking about films or about topics, whatever it is, even if it's a film festival, topics yeah, but, that you love. Yeah, but not only that, but it's also as filmmakers, you know, we love to share stories and it's that sharing of stories and experiences that propagate and produce other more beautiful independent films. Yes, but I'm so happy that we were able to connect virtually online today. Thank you so much for coming and speaking with me. We are going to put out into the universe that Lupe is going to win an Emmy. Um, if you are watching this hashtag, you know, for your, I think Annie told me, for your consideration, yeah. hashtag for your consideration, if yeah. you're listening, hashtag for your consideration. And we are going to put all of our love out there for Lupe and these beautiful filmmakers. Follow, are you both on social media? I think I'm already following you, Carrie, actually, but let's just yeah. say your social media handles. Andre. Phillips. Yeah, at kerrymichelle.o. Okay, okay. So follow them on social media, follow the film, Lupe. And um, and yes, thank you so much for coming and speaking with me. Just stay on for two seconds after we do our outro. And thank you all for listening. We love you. Have a good day. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Oh, wait, we didn't even play the trailer. Hold on, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh my goodness, what is this day? We're gonna <laughs> outro watching the trailer and that's what go. we're going to do. What better, all what right? Better, right? <laughs> Let's do it guys, are you down? ¿Cuánto tiempo estás aquí en New York? Unas semanas. Yo estoy aquí buscando una chica que se llama Isabel. Somos hermanas. ¿Y ella trabaja como escort? Sí. ¿Dónde está Isabel? She needs me. Now you have to figure out your priorities. I know you've been running around trying to find your sister, but you can't help anyone else if you're a mess. I feel very self-conscious about my body. Sometimes I'm just even scared to talk. My voice is so masculine. I know exactly where you're going to. Everything you've done, I'll do. You have a lot to get through, you know. I need to find her first. The longer you wait, the harder it's gonna get. You know, I think you like knocking guys out. If it means getting her back, I won't stop. That, you know. Or we create something new. That's he let go of you. I'm trying. To find her, let go. All right, and there you have it. <laughs> There you have it. Beautiful cinematography. Thank you so much, everyone. Now we're going to end. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much.